The question is, does he want to, Shad, make the move? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Jaguars have just fired him. OMG. Urban Meyer's tumultuous NFL tenure has ended after just 13 games. Oh, my gosh. The Rich Eisen Show, live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Smith, NFL Network analyst Willie McGinnis, from Peacock's MacGruber, actor Will Forte, and now, it's okay. Rich All Eisen. right, all right, everybody, it's time for this edition <laughs> of the Rich Eisen Show. Yes, that's how we feel about today's program. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Thank you, Bill Walton. It's week 15 of the National Football League season. There is one month to go in the sport made in America, played in America. And uh, and it starts tonight just up the road where the Super Bowl is going to be played uh, two months from this past Monday. How about that? Um, and uh, it's Chargers and Chiefs. What a huge football game. My Lord, is this a big football game. It's big in terms of the AFC West. It's big in terms of the AFC. Certainly, if you believe that the Chiefs are on a roll, and you don't need to believe that. You just need to use your eyes. <laughs> and, and then, Or if you believe that the role that they are on uh, is going to take them back to, uh, back to the promised land of, of playing, at least, for the Super Bowl just up the road, uh, perhaps this is not their last trip to SoFi Stadium. Unless you think the Patriots, who are playing on Saturday night against the Colts, both teams coming off of a bye week, if you think that they're going to be the ones um, potentially uh, playing for it all or preventing Kansas City. And then there's the Chargers. Um, who are they? Are, are they a team that uh, that goes into Cincinnati and wins a football game like that? Or are they a team that just uh, stomps on the Giants or gets stomped by the Ravens? Or just they're so up and down. So we will see. Good stuff. And we'll talk good about stuff, it throughout man. this three-hour edition a little bit more. Chris Brockman, good to see you over there, sir. Rich, I'm great. How are you? Uh, DJ Mikey D is in hey, these Rich. nuts. How are you over there? I'm doing very good well. Good to see morning. you. Uh, good to see you, TJ Jefferson, in your position, sir. Oh, you know, Rich, I'm, you. I'm happy that after reviewing my resume, you didn't fire me in the middle of the night. Well, you that's know all, that, that's, that's all I'm uh, trying. You, had all, you, had all, you could have come eight, on my boat and done it, Rich. You, you, you had eight bullet points of skills, sir. By the way, eight bullet points of skills. That's pretty good. Up there with the greatest show on turf. Uh, it's just up there in terms of greatest nicknames of all time. Kurt and Brenda Warner on tomorrow's program. And uh, I was at the American uh, Underdog premiere last night here in Los Angeles. Tell you some fun stories about that on this program. But let's lead with Urban Meyer getting fired. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not laughing. Uh, I mean, you're kind of uh, laughing. I, I mean... So Urban Meyer is now a fired NFL football coach. And coming into the season, the season-long storyline arcs, as we always point out here in the NFL, it's a week-to-week league, but there's always a season-long storyline arc that we're looking towards. And two of them uh, mesh together in Jacksonville, Florida. How will the rookie quarterbacks fare? That's an annual storyline arc. And then how will one of the most successful coaches in the history of college football finally lured to the NFL by a team that has one of those generationally talented rookie quarterbacks first overall and Trevor Lawrence taken um, right there in front of him. And that's why Urban Meyer was a season line storyline arc. How will he fare as a coach in the NFL? And who knew that we now have the answer to that question heading into week 15 of the season. And the answer is colossal failure. 
there's no other way to put it, or spectacular faceplant. There's just no other way to put it, that he is now the first college coach to go to the NFL to not complete his first season since Bobby Petrino. And as we all know, Bobby Petrino did not finish the season due to his own choice. Although you could make the case that Urban Meyer's choices certainly made the bet that he is now lying and is a fired NFL head coach. And um, we can talk all about Tom Pelissero, my colleague from the NFL Media Group's article, laying out the arguments that he apparently had with Marvin Jones and uh, that Urban said was not a heated argument. And, and Marvin Jones did finally speak this week to say that the two did have a conversation, a talk about his criticism of the receiving core that rubbed Marvin the wrong way. And we could also talk about him reportedly in the last couple of weeks calling his uh, coaches into the room and making them defend their resumes because his is one of a winner and those coaches that he had called in, he was wondering if they were up to his standard. And you could also make a case uh, of, of this preseason of him, I mean, what? Um, hiring the strength and conditioning coach from Iowa, even though every single blink, blinking red light in the NFL said you can't, you shouldn't. Um, saying that he cut players based on their vaccination status, even though, interestingly enough, um, the players that he cut were mostly vaccinated. And um, bringing Tim Tebow in and me believing at the time that perhaps he was trying to set some sort of standard in his locker room and point out to all of the players uh, in that locker room that if you play so hard for me and you do for me what I'm asking of you, then uh, I'll, I'll have your back years down the road when you want a shot too. And I couldn't have been more uh, off about that, to be honest with you. And also uh, what wound up apparently looking as it is, like the last straw, did not have on my bingo card any of these items um, that uh, uh, I've just mentioned, but kicking a player didn't see that one coming. But apparently that happened back in August. Josh Lambeau, kicker, place kicker for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who fans know very well for all those years, said that Urban Meyer, while he was stretching preseason, in which he was struggling to make some kicks, kicked him. This is what he told uh, local television in Tampa after the story that came out, Rick Stroud, who was all over the fake vaccination card story of Antonio Brown, had this story in the Tampa Bay Times. Here was Josh Lambeau uh, on camera saying this story. And I see Urban come up to me out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> I was like, oh man, what now? He comes up to me and he says, hey, dip, another word, uh, make your effing kicks. And then proceeds to kick me right in the leg, right in the hamstring. Um, also, on the, on the leg, on the hip, that kept me out for 12 games last year. Um, and I couldn't believe it happened. I looked up at him. I said, don't you ever kick me again. Yes, and Josh Lambeau then said the uh, response from uh, Urban Meyer was, uh, I'm the head, head ball coach. I'll kick you whenever the F I want. <laughs> um, Meyer told the newspaper 
uh, Tampa Bay Times, quote, Josh's characterization of me in this incident is completely inaccurate. And there are eyewitnesses to refute his account, mentioning Trent Baalke, the general manager. And I met with him on multiple occasions to encourage his performance. And this was never brought up. I was fully supportive of Josh during his time with the team and wish him nothing but the best. Interestingly enough that he said Lambeau never brought it up. Lambeau said to the Tampa Bay Times that the uh, uh, morning after, he was in the nutritional aisle at the team's training facility making a smoothie. By the way, uh, a smoothie kicker is uh, is something that would be good for you down there for our future fantasy football team list names. Got it. Uh, he said Meyer approached him and, um, and, and said to him, are you going to put a smile on that face? That's what he says to him after he kicked him. <laughs> and he said, uh, he told Urban, I'll smile if you stop kicking me. Lambeau was saying that the conversation was out of earshot of other players or staff. Uh, um, that um, his response was, okay, if you don't like me doing this, okay, if you don't like me doing that, fine. But if you ever speak to me like that again, you'll be out of here. You're the first player I've ever let speak to me that way in my career. And if you do it again, you're gone. So clearly, you know, he did bring it up to Meyer the next day. And trust issues are, you know, the issue here in in Jacksonville and have been. And again, like I said, that happened back in August. But really, this thing was over, as we all know, when he didn't get on the plane home with the team from Cincinnati earlier this year. That was that was it. We came on the air that Monday after that happened, or the, the when it came out that he wasn't on on the team plane because we saw where he was and the video of him and his local establishment in Ohio was so jarring to see from a head football coach in the NFL. That you guys sent me that information via text. Yeah. And my first response was, did he not go back with the team? It had nothing to do with who he was on camera with and what he was doing. It's like, what's he doing in Ohio if the team left Ohio the night before? The minute he didn't get on the plane to go back with his team, this thing was over. Over and done with. I knew it. I think everybody in that facility knew it. Shad Khan didn't want to believe it. I don't blame him for not believing it because within a month of playing games, he's got to talk about the breach of trust. The constant drama, the constant questions going on, the constant evidence that somebody couldn't grasp what it took to win in the NFL with a winning resume as a CEO head coach was just beyond bizarre the entire time. And that's the ultimate indictment of Urban Meyer is that he didn't adjust or think he had to adjust, that everyone had to adjust to him, whether it's a kicker getting kicked and being called in dip S you know, or coaches being brought in at the professional level and being asked to defend their resume, to adjust to my behavior when I don't come back on the plane and go 
and get caught on video and embarrass everybody. Okay, I apologize to you, but only after, you know, I apologize in in strange ways, not calling the team totally together until it's reported he didn't. And the ultimate thing is his way didn't work because Josh Lambeau got cut three games in because he kept missing kicks. Didn't work. So his coaching style didn't make anybody better. Certainly didn't make Trevor Lawrence better. Certainly didn't make anybody else. Certainly made James Robinson worse. Didn't work. That's the ultimate indictment. Didn't work. And for somebody who's supposed to know how it works, I mean, you could see he went on Fox and talked about the three signs of what doesn't work in a winning organization, and that's being spread all over Twitter today, that screen grab. Look at all three bullet points. It's everything that was going on with his team. So now it finally dawned on Shad Khan that this was no longer unworkable. And now with the statement that happened, you know, as you pointed out, TJ, in the middle of the night, um, said that he's bitterly disappointed to arrive at the conclusion that an immediate change is imperative for everyone. As I stated in October, that's when he was caught on Twitter, not at home after not having flown back with the team, which I've never heard of in the NFL. Regaining our trust and respect was essential. Regrettably, it did not happen. Uh, Daryl Bevel will now be the interim head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I looked it up, folks. He is the first ever in NFL history to be an interim head coach in back-to-back seasons. That's who the Lions turned to last year when they fired Matt Patricia middle of the season. He's the Ted McGinley of coaches, basically. That's not a good thing. No. You're on there, and, it, <laughs> it, it, and, and the program's canceled I mean, after it, being successful elsewhere. So now comes the who's next, and we'll hit all that. That's for another day. But for today is the day where you, you've got to sit back and just call it what it is, a spectacular face plant. This is not about my school having been beaten by this guy seven straight times. He deserves all the plaudits for that. And maybe that's where he needs to go back to college where kids can't talk back to him and coaches have to defend their resumes to him and he can go on whatever team plane he wants to go on and he could do whatever he wants because he wins. That's not the way it works in the National Football League. That's when the NFL stands for not for long. Ian Rappaport's going to join us coming up next, you know, to talk about how it all did go down in the last 24 hours. Who's next and so much more. He was also at the owners meeting that concluded yesterday. Michael Smith will be on this program from Brother from Another. We take you to that show every day here on NBC Sports on Peacock. Love to hear from you. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Certainly before we have two-third our guest, William McGinnis, three-time Super Bowl champ of the New England Patriots and my compadre at the NFL Network, NFL Media Group. And then another Will, Forte. McGruber's back, people. McGruber. And it's right here on Peacock, just like us. We're blowing stuff up, too, I guess, here on this Thursday edition <laughs> of the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Ian Rappaport when we come back.
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Are, is our next guest on the phone line? Because my yes, uh, my, uh, my that, phone computer thing is all right. Uh, he is uh, uh, joining me here uh, once again on the Rich Eisen Show. My colleague from the NFL Media Group, none other than Ian Rappaport, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Ian? I'm 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 doing better than Urban Meyer. <laughs> Dude, man. So let's jump into it. Um, let's just jump into it. Oh, was would you it, like to talk about that today? Yeah, you know what? Uh, so was it the Josh Lambeau? Was he the last draw? Is that what this was? I, you know, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, I'm like technically it was because it was the last thing that happened. Um, I, I felt like the wheels were in motion anyway. Now, maybe the Jaguars caught wind of the Josh Lambeau. I mean, they commented on the Josh Lambeau story before it was published, so maybe they knew it was happening. But I was at the owners' meeting in Dallas, um, yes. and I sort of sensed something was happening before then, just talking to people in the organization. Um, when, you know, Judy Batista got shot Khan, he said, stay tuned. Um, we weren't sure if he meant COVID changes or urban changes, but stay tuned was kind of like, okay, that's interesting. Um, but anyway, so I think once the Tom Pelissero story hit and it was basically, you know, sometimes these like sort of explosive bombshells hit and then everyone denies everything. The denials were not even really denials. It was kind of like, well, like, yeah, this happened, but maybe like we saw it in a different way. Like that's what they were. 
And then the Lambo thing came out, and there was a denial on that story, but, like, also far-fetched and hard to believe. I think what was going to happen for the Jaguars was these were just going to come forever. Like, I was already working on something for Sunday on Urban Meyer, just on the dysfunction more. I mean, it was, and I'm sure everybody else was, too. It was all going to keep coming. Firing him now made sense, if only just to end the story and move on with the rest of our lives. Well, if you're not going to use it for game day morning, you might have used it on a Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show, uh, Ian. I mean, because it's all going to come. Honestly, it's still newsworthy. It's still just because he's been fired doesn't mean that that the the level of of the way things were being dysfunctionally run is not newsworthy. You got something for me? No, that's true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll properly vet it. Maybe we'll talk about it on Sunday. But I think the main thing is, um, you know, there were so many missteps. Like, it's almost unfathomable. Like, he hired an outwardly racist strength coach, and I talked to someone else today who interviewed with him, and in that interview, Urban defended the hiring of Chris Doyle to that person in the interview. So it's like it's not like, oh, made a mistake, didn't realize Chris Doyle was like, It's like he thought that was a really good move. Like, delusional. Absolutely. He thought Tim Tebow was a good signing. Five years after he'd been in the NFL at a new position, just because Tebow could like help him with the locker room and kind of be his like guy on the inside, like, who thinks that's a good idea? Like there was so many unbelievable missteps. And like I'm not even sure how great of a coach he is. Like the football looked really bad too, you know? Well the the thing that it just again, for somebody who was totally you know, um, uh, known widely, industry-wide, as the CEO coach, right? He he knows exactly what everything's going on. Like this past week, safety Andre Cisco looks like he's going to uh, play more snaps. Uh, coach, yes, no, and he's just like, yeah, he's he's been out there a lot more. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and he had zero snaps, zero. And it's just so, like, what's up with that? Honestly, Rich. How does it honestly? Happen? Yeah, that's when I knew he was getting fired. That right there. I knew he was getting fired, and I started working on it and looking at it. I mean, they're just, you knew, because he was so disengaged. He was so clueless. He didn't know his players. He obviously didn't care. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. The handshake with Vrabel was when I was like, all right, this thing is ending pretty quickly. But why? I, I mean, why? Seriously, why? I knew. Why? 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 Disinterested. It looked like he didn't care. I mean, body language is is real. Like, Urban Meyer wanted to be literally anywhere else in the world besides shaking Mike Vrabel's hand on a 50-yard line. He's done. Hmm. Ian Rappaport here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, what next, then? What happens now, do you think, for both? Urban, Jacksonville. Start with Jacksonville. What do you think's next? Uh, we'll start with Jacksonville. Hopefully hire a better coach. No. <laughs> Yes, that said, um, what do you think? There, there been, what do you think? You know, first of all, here's and this is not my this is just my opinion. I am annoyed that people are saying they need to hire the best offensive coach. It's, it makes no sense to me. Why? Belichick, Carroll, Tomlin, best coaches in the NFL. A lot of them are defensive guys. Just hire the best leader. You can get a coordinator to, like, scheme it up and make Trevor Lawrence better. You can get a personal quarterback coach who only does quarterback stuff to follow him around and make sure that he has good fundamentals. Like, hire someone to lead your organization. Whatever Urban Meyer was supposed to be, 
hire someone who actually is. Mm. Um, uh, and to me, I mean, that's, that's an obvious one. And, and, you know, I don't know which direction it's going to go, but there are some good leaders out there. Uh, and some of them, you know, uh, they interviewed some good ones last time. I mean, Robert Saul was interviewed last time. Um, Eric Bieniemy was interviewed last time. You know, depending on how that interview went, I'd be curious if he got a, um, if he got another interview. Byron Leftwich was a former Jaguars quarterback. Yep. He is a coordinator of a pretty good football team and has earned the respect of a pretty good quarterback um, and is a leader because he's a leader and because he played quarterback. I mean, those are some names, too. I would say college names. Uh, probably not. Uh, of course not. I mean, there's no way they go into college names. I mean, that that they've already tried that with the most successful guy, and and and, and, and uh, you know, and I, with all due respect to other college names that could be coming out, I'm I'm shot Khan. I'm like, I don't even want to hear that right now. I'm going with somebody who doesn't need training wheels in the NFL. Somebody who knows how perfect example, as you said, to be a leader of the organization. Everything that Urban wasn't, I want someone who is. But I definitely want someone who's who's that on offense. I got to have that for Trevor Lawrence. And I know you just mentioned some great names who aren't supposedly offensive guys. John Harbaugh's another one, right? Comes from the special teams world. Yeah. Uh, Sean McVay then, is all then, of that with the Rams, and he turned Jared Goff into what I needed him to turn him into, and that's what I want. I want somebody who can do that. Whether it's Bieniemy because he saw he did that with uh, with Mahomes, or whether it's McDaniel's because look what he's doing with Mac Jones for crying out loud right now. And I know that they have a another system that doesn't look like Jacksonville's, but you know Dayball maybe with what he's done with Josh Allen. You know those are the guys that I'm I'm targeting right now. And and Leftwich obviously you know would know what to do with somebody as talented as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, because and I'm not and I'm not going to discount him because he's not he doesn't have a rookie. He, he's got a guy who's very particular, I would imagine, in, in what he likes to do, and he's totally made it work with not only the quarterback but the coach. Who knows? He's very particular in what he likes to do. What Leftwich has done is remarkable. So those were yeah. names I look at. You know, left, Leftwich makes a lot of sense, and I think he would probably want it. Um, Josh, I guess. Let's say let's go down the Josh McDaniels road. I, yes, sir. I personally think he will be a very good head coach the second time around. I thought he showed signs of being a good head coach the first time around, and then he got involved in personnel and he made a couple dumb moves and like I, it was. I think it was all too big for him at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just let me ask you: a, a, Do you think Josh would want it? Like I, it is an organization that has had struggles all the way through. Yeah, you know, I heard that too, but they, they, the Jacksonville Jaguars were one Stephon Gilmore batted pass away from making the Super Bowl, man, with Doug Marone and a guy who who make, who, who, who Belichick told the, the Khan family to hire, you know, as, as their full-time. So, you know, it hasn't been all terrible with the Khan family in charge at all. And the Khan family, just look at AEW. They know how to turn something new into, into gold, like platinum. I mean, whatever the most valuable metal is. So they're not clueless, and and there's no, no state tax. It's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I I, I I'd kind of jump on that right now. And you got looks like you might have the second overall pick. You could get, you know, uh, Hutchinson if the Lions go with Thibodeau or vice versa. I mean, you could get a really good defensive player atop this draft and go with Trevor Lawrence and ETN coming back. I don't know. Uh, I think I this is attractive. When there's nothing when Bill Belichick is advising his people. And I don't just mean Patriots people. Belichick actually talks to a lot of right. 
candidates in all of the, you know, he, he's actually very influential in the NFL all over the place. Nothing is more important than the owner. Nothing. And, you know, if you're Josh McDaniels, like, I mean, there's definitely some things to like. Is it perfect? I would not think so. Facilities aren't good. Um, the weather is probably pretty good. Um, they got some good fried fish down there, which I like. Um, but here's the other thing. I'm going to be so, so interested, and I don't know the answer to this, but I'm going to be so interested what everybody thinks of Trevor Lawrence after having watched him for a year and whether they blame Urban for his struggles or if they still think of him as the number one pick talent. Like, that evaluation is going to be really interesting. Wow, I mean... How about this? Uh, I'll, I'll take them off their hands. You know, I mean, come on. It, look, you know how it works, that there's generationally talented players and there still is the nature part of it and the nurture part of it, regardless of how talented these yeah. people are. Okay? I mean, that's a fact. And there seems to be – you even pointed out again, uh, Ian Rappaport – from uh, NFL Network here on the Rich Eisen Show, you pointed out that you had something in uh, in the shoot that you're still vetting about what's going on in Jacksonville or what has gone on in Jacksonville on Sunday. We're probably only knowing about what thirty percent of it, and and so this yeah. kid, this kid's yeah. grow, this kid's growing up with that. Like this kid has to spend like what rookie quarterback in an our memory, certainly first overall, had to at, during an actual football game. Okay, during the the live action of a football game in regular season, the NFL, how to go up to his coach and say, where's my running back? How come he's not on the field? You know, I still cannot believe. Right. That is an unbelievable situation. Right. So how can he be evaluated? What are we doing? Right. That's what I'm saying. How can he properly be fully evaluated as a quarterback? That's a good good rebuttal. I get it. Um, But there is the on-field product. And, like, you know – the owner and the quarterback are so important, and some—I mean, Trevor has a lot of talent, so somebody will be. So I'm just saying, it has been a rough year uh, at quarterback for the Jaguars, and I'm going to be really interested in, especially if you have someone who has multiple opportunities, what they think of this job overall. Ian Rappaport here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Now, what's next for Urban? Uh, is it—is it, is it uh, some legal fight? Uh, what's going on? Is there a settlement? What is it? Because, you know, you're, there, there's a lot of reasons where you can fire him and try and maybe not pay him his full amount. The question is, is are they timely enough to be able to do it right here, right now, as of December 15th, when they fired him, or 16th, depending on what time of night I mean, it was? What do you think? I, I don't. First of all, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I'm going to try to find out, but I do not know. Okay. Hard for me to imagine that they paid him the, all, all, all of it. Like, I guess anything's possible, but hard to imagine. Um, because there's so many different times you could fire him for cause. You know, at least two, which is a lot. Two is more than most. But one happened in August and one happened in October, and this is the middle of December, right? I mean, I'm not a legal well, actually, expert. Oh, yeah, you're right. One, oh, August. Right. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the but, kicking but, yeah. of the kicker. And then the uh, and then the uh, uh, not going on the team plane and getting caught on Twitter uh, at your local establishment. I can't believe I'm saying these words, man. I, I can't honestly. That's crazy. It's just I, I can't believe it. That's yeah, crazy. But but you know what I'm saying. That's that's why I ask about because you know. I mean, which? Well, 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 hold on a second though. Which of these things is more ridiculous? Well, I would go through the list. Signing Tim Tebow 
at like 34 yeah, to be a tight end. I, I know, but that Hiring was... an allegedly racist special <laughs> teams coach when he was a pariah. Benching one of the best running backs in the NFL because he fumbled. Not going on the team plane so you could dance with a woman who is not your wife. And then be totally fine as social media films all of it, which is an unbelievable lack of awareness. Kicking a kicker. The only thing you need a kicker for is his leg. And why in the world would you kick anyone, let alone a kicker? At least punch him in the arm. <laughs> but Ian, too, how about just the preseason when he said there was an open competition at quarterback costing Trevor Lawrence first-team reps when you knew he was going to be the starter the whole time? How about caring about preseason? He told his assistants he wanted to win games because he was upset about losing in the preseason. That is nuts, I, I, honestly. But that, but then again, that's that was my point, and that has been my point this entire time. Is uh, uh, you know the question coming in is how will he do? Is is how will he handle the losing, right? And so he handled the losing in professional football the way that it, it appears he would handle losing in college, except you know. He didn't have to employ that losing uh, mental uh, reaction, except once a year, if not once in two years, sometimes. And this is a once a week thing, and that is not the way you go. And so I would think he would know. Hey, going into this, uh, I I might lose more times this year than I I would lose in at Ohio State the entire time. So I'm going to have this reaction. I'm going to have that plan and all whatever. He just was just going with his id, man. You know, and and that that just didn't work at all. That's just obvious. So, long story short, though, is what it, what is next for him? Do you think he's done coaching? I think he's going to go to college at some point after a, after a stint on sure. television somewhere. But what do you think? Yeah. What, what's what's your general sense, or what you might already be hearing, or we're still all just stuck in the the the, the what just happened of Urban right now? What do you think, Ian? I mean, I I. I hope nobody hires him um, and on TV. I'm sure somebody will. Oh, but, yeah. You know, it'll probably take a year or two. I think, the, you know, I imagine he will get a college job. I imagine he would get a very good college job. I don't know why he would want one. I don't know why he wanted this one. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's all – he should not be back. Um, he should go work on his family and just – do that stuff, but I'm sure he will resurface. I'm sure he'll get a great college job, and I'm sure he'll win a bunch of games. Um, I do not think he'll be back in the NFL. No. So before I let you go, uh, now that there's this rule that you can interview candidates for uh, head coach from other teams within the playing season, that's the first time we've seen that. Yep. Do you think do you think we'll see some other interim head coaches in the near term here in the NFL? Ian? Yeah, I really do. Um, and I guess it's good, you know, because if you're going to move on, just do it, right? Like, there's no reason to – I mean, honestly, like, if you're having a – you know, if you know you're firing your coach, we've seen him plenty of times. Like, last year, you know, we knew Adam Gase was getting fired for a long time, and he coached the whole season. Like, I get it, but, like, why, right? So just move on, cut ties, and then you can start the process. And – what I do expect, though, is now you have two teams that can start the process. Other teams are going to feel like they're behind, and I would imagine they react to that as well. Who are those teams? you want to help identify what you're thinking, what you're hearing, Ian? Well, I mean, 
you know, we know some of the teams that have coaches who need to win to to stay in play. I think the Bears would certainly be um, would be one of those teams. You know, the Vikings are a team who I think you'd like you'd like Zimmer to win, maybe win some games and keep winning. I mean, part of the problem though, Rich, is like um, everyone's bunched up. So, like theoretically, like the Vikings could make the playoffs, or they could go the other way. You know, right? Um, it's really it's a weird year because everyone's so close, but I imagine this will play itself out over the next little bit. Ian Rappaport, thank you, sir. You be well. We'll chat on Sunday, obviously. Right. Have a good one, brother. Look forward to it, Rich. You Take better. care. At Rap Sheet, I follow him. You should, too. All right, uh, phone lines are lit. We'll take your phone calls when we come back. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. And again, I'll give you my two cents on what I think Urban's going to do next, but we'll do that later on. We've been very urban heavy, if you will. Your phone calls when we come back. 844-204-RICH. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our radio, terrestrial radio. So he wasn't serious saying Jacksonville was going to make the playoffs this year. No, okay, yeah, he was serious. And if Jacksonville actually did make a playoff run this year, he wouldn't be coming in here and making it sound like he called it. I mean, you you were pretty sure that Jacksonville was... I owned that don't trade for Giannis is one of my worst takes ever, if not my worst take ever. There were t- this I, show. Thought, I thought they were going to be better. Right? Two you, wins? You, no d- way. you did say that they were going to win their division. Well, that, that was. Well, you fun. thought the I, division was open. I thought it was open. But you thought but they'd make the playoffs. I thought they'd win five or six games. I didn't think they'd be this bad. I, I particularly day, remember you saying seen this. Coming. Yeah, you, you couldn't have. You thought Urban was going to be coach of the year. I'm pretty sure you said that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I, know, I thought Arthur Smith was going to be coach. Of the year. And by the way, Arthur Smith should get some chatter about it too. Still, by the way, I know you're mix. not going to give They're coach of the, the year mix. honor or chatter to somebody who's under 500, but. No, even if they go nine and eight, you're not going to get. You, you could go through a lot of what Atlanta has um, endured, for the lack of a better phrase. I mean, I, I thought you Urban know? was going to work. I so mean, I think uh, I think that's fair to say. Like, it's so bad that if we sat here and marked down and ran through, and we just did it with Ian for quite a bit, walk walk through everything that set off a, a furrowed brow to a mind blowing WTF reaction from Urban Meyer, and we went through it, it would take up several minutes, and it would sound like we're kicking a man when he's down. Is the only way to put it. That's how much 
this was colossally bad. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, let's go to Andrew in Washington State again. We're in a nice role with Andrew. What's up, Andrew? Thanks for calling in again and being a fan of the show. What's up, brother? Oh, been a fan for many years. Thank Rich. you. How are y'all doing? What's hey, up, Andrew? Good. Hey, before I get to my question for you, Rich, I do got to say vernacular in my family has changed since TJ Jefferson said he does wear Adidas once in a while. Okay. <laughs> good. Everybody in my family now just wears Adidas. Very good. Or uh, other brands. So I uh, wanted to thank him for that. My pleasure. But, uh, my question is, uh, you know, nice. do you think that Trevor Lawrence will try to have a say in any coaching decisions? I know he's new. I know he's a rookie. No way. But he's kind of been picked a long time ago. He's been respected. He's been in the, you know, limelight. He's, you know, he's been very professional throughout this whole turbulence with Urban Meyer. So I just right. wanted to get your take to see if they'd even, you know, ask him about it. Mm, no way. Uh, I, I, I I don't know. The first order business, if you're Shad Khan, is you got to look at Trent Baalke, the general manager, and say, is he is he the right guy too? Uh, I mean, he, he and, and everybody else was around there was brought in with the idea of supporting Urban. You're going to bring in somebody new. Do you just blow it all out and start from top bottom? Certainly, you know, uh, and thanks for the call, Andrew. Right, Andrew. Because certainly because you're going to – I know a bunch of candidates – absolutely know who their grocery shopper that they'd want to bring in. They're a tandem. I know this guy is going to be the perfect general manager and grocery shopper. We're going to work lockstep. We're going to have the same program. We're going to have the same thing. You bring in the coach, and then you bring in the general manager with the coach. That's what you're going to do. Uh, You know, these days you bring in the general manager who chooses the coach. My Jets did that, you know. We'll see what happens there. Uh, in all those spots, to me, you hire the coach, then you hire the the person who does well enough next to him. Although here in Los Angeles, hired Les Snead, he then hired McVay, and they've been perfect together, yeah. right? So it does work. You and Del Tufo. So you have to figure that one out first. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, you know, I, 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 you have to figure that out first, I would think, if you're Shad Khan, because uh, one thing I'd want to know if I ever spoke to Trent Baalke, one thing I'd want to know if Shad Khan, if I was Shad Khan, the first thing I would have said to Trent Baalke back in October is, did you tell Urban it was fine to go on a plane? Uh, not go on our team plane? Did you? T- I can't, guys, I'm telling you, I can't get off of that. That's the weird thing. I can't get past that. Did you, as the general manager, say to Urban, because he told me and he told everybody that he cleared it with you, did you say yes? And if so, did you feel like you were in a position where you couldn't say no? Because you should have, and you should have sent him to me. I've got 15 planes parked wherever I want. This thing's throwing that number out there. Man, the man held a press conference on a yacht this week. He's, so He's got a you PJ. Know, I, I, honestly, and it, so if I have questions about him, then I've got to just raise it down to the ground. That's the first question for, for Shad Khan. I'm not thinking at all, like, do I got to ask my quarterback about him who's never been in the league except for this year? No. Nuh-uh. Do you, do you identify the guy and then let, let him speak to him? Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. Think, Absolutely. Rich, do you think Urban ever... Uh, did that in college, like not took the plane home? 
with the team? I I, I don't know because now it you got to wonder if because he did whatever before. he wanted in college. Yeah, right. So you nobody not, would question him, especially if he was going to maybe a recruiting visit after yeah. a game or something. Well, yeah. Nobody question him. That's, no all, players, that's all I've no, been like wondering I said, about. No Ohio State players ever went up to the opposition and said, "Coach has been really riding me, man," and I don't know about this place. You know. Nobody's ever, and a, a coaching staff ever called their agent and said, this guy's a lunatic. Get me out of here. I'm sure that never happened to him. He's never had chatter leak out from his spot from players. because he, And he could tell them, if you ever talk to me that way, of course Josh Lambeau is the first player to ever talk to him that way. Nobody ever talked to him that way. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll smile if you don't kick me, coach. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, nobody's ever talked to him. No, no recruit ever talked to Urban that way because he had 15 other kids who were five-star recruits all set up because he busted his ass flying off to their living rooms when they were 17. So, yeah. Like, they were all at his, at his on bended knee wherever he's been. In the NFL, you're not that way, so you can't act that way. And after a while, how does he not realize it's not working? That's the whole point. This wasn't working. You are not to be hired as a culture changer and make the culture 90 times worse. It's crazy how this all fell apart. Like I can't a, get it. I can't get over it. A grown man kicking another grown man. I just like, can't get past that. Jeff in Detroit, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Jeffrey? How you been, brother? My uncle and my cousins. What's happening? Yeah, Jeffrey. What up, though? They're just giving you guys all kind of stuff to talk about <laughs> nowadays. Listen, when Tony Dungy came on Football Night in America and said he had never in his existence of playing and coaching see a coach not take the plane right. home with the team, right. that was indication right there. Yeah. And it just makes me wonder – you know, it, I'm sure Sean Khan's, uh the reason why he got rid of dude, uh, um, Urban was because of Trevor Lawrence having to go to the podium all the time and come up with excuses for his coach. I've never in my time thinking, I, I can't remember a coach going through this much in this short period of time. And I think a large part of it comes from the fact that it's from Ohio. You know, he was the king in Ohio. You go to Columbus, he could do no wrong there, but these are grown men. My next question for you guys are, if you had a choice and you could go to Jacksonville with Trevor or the Raiders organization with Carl, which job are you taking? Oh, boy. Ooh. Man. Jeff Law always bringing the, <laughs> bringing the heat. The, uh, the barbershop heat. Whole question. Uh, yeah, throw it out there. Uh, I'd have to, you know, I, I'd, I'd have to know, is my, is my guy Mayock still shopping for the groceries there? Does he get to stay there? You know, um, yeah, I mean, which, that, yeah, for the most part. Okay, yeah. so I I clearly love the guy who's shopping for the groceries, and I trust him. Yeah, it's kind of, I, right? I should be asking no, CJ I, or somebody like that because I know you and May, you know, that's your man. No, I, 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 right honestly, there. because in Jacksonville, I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? And but uh, I do get to hook up. I got three more years or four more years of contractual first contract control with Trevor Lawrence. How do I turn that down? Uh, Hold on, and then uh, listen to this one. I kid you not. I got a call from my cousin in Duval, you know, down there in Florida. Yeah. He tells me that Urban is on his way out because he kicked the kicker. And I didn't understand him because I'm like, what do you mean? He said, dude, he kicked the kicker. And I didn't understand it until this morning. He literally kicked the kicker. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Literally. Wow. 
I know. Wow. It's like, and, and what do you do? Punt the punter too? I mean, like, <laughs> thanks for the call, Jeff. We know how Uncle Rich feels about his kickers and punters. Baby. I know. You don't touch the kick. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Warren Sapp told me all the time. There are two people in his locker room you do not mess with. And he would tell that to his teammates. Mm -hmm. Do not mess with my quarterback and my kicker. Don't. Because I need my quarterback to score points. And I know I'm going to need my kicker to make a uh, a kick. I'm busting my ass to put the offense back out on the field. I'm busting my ass to only give up 17 to 21 if I could. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I need to make sure my quarterback's putting up more than I'm giving up. And I know from time to time, my quarterback will only have to or need to put my kicker in a position to win a game. Don't mess with my quarterback or my kicker. I got to ask Sap, what do you think about Kirby Meyer kicking his kicker? <laughs> right. I mean, come on now. We have to make a phone call during the break. Come on. Kicking the kicker. I mean, I can see if it one thing, like it was like a playful little like putt. Well, he but said like, it was a, it was a kick on a five out of ten. That's what he said. Five out of, but it was the, it was his leg that he that caused him yeah. to miss games. Right. Yeah. If I'm gonna just joke around, I'm gonna kick what you. Ian said you at least leg. punch him in the arm. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was hilarious. It's crazy. <laughs> what we're talking about is crazy today. Michael Smith, hour two, and more from you coming up.